0: The Officials podcast for the officials for real referees, uh, real people. Uh, our guest today, our first guest is the Level 4 FA Corps Worcestershire FA match official, Mikey Wright. Mikey, how are you doing, mate?
1: Evening, holly Very well. Thank you. Yourself?
0: Yeah, I'm really, really good. I'm delighted to have you on. I'm really excited to be speaking with you. Um, For those of us who are watching this on Facebook, there's going to be some photos popping up across Mikey's career. Some of them are quite funny. Some of them are his <laughs> achievements and all that. So it'll be really good to see uh, but Mikey, first of all, then obviously, why why take up refereeing? What got you into refereeing?
1: Uh, so, kind of went—I wouldn't say full circle, but you know, been been involved with football, uh, you know, from a quite a young age. Started playing um, when I was six, um, and ended up kind of, you know, getting into academy level football. I was at uh, Warsaw for. Uh, a, a big bulk of my of my uh, younger days was there from the age of nine to seventeen, um, and then ended up kind of moving on. I uh, spent a year at West Brom, and then ended up at Worcester City. Um, but kind of fell out of love with the game, if I'm being honest. Um, at the age of around 2021, 20, you know, travelling up and down the country on a, on a Saturday. Um, when when you're not in the not in the side isn't isn't much fun, so I, I did lose a lot of motivation determination from from once wanting to be a professional footballer um, to you know sit, sit, sitting on a sitting in a cold stand in the middle of nowhere essentially on a Saturday it's uh, it was quite a drastic fall if I'm being honest um, and like I said really ended up falling out of love with the game. Um, <clears throat> Then I I kind of picked football back up in in a coaching sense uh, a few years later. So I ended up coaching a uh, a disability men's football team uh, based in Redditch, and really the the kind of refereeing side of things really initially progressed from there. I guess Uh, we was at one of our annual sports, uh, one of our annual summer tournaments. Uh, I got literally got chatting to one of the referees that was uh, that was officiating one of our games. Um, <clears throat> it was a very informal chat, really, just kind of asking him how he got into refereeing, what his experiences were, um, and I, you know, I was, I was really kind of like was really taking on board what he was saying, and it was you know, it was something that I was you know really interested in um, and wanted to look to um, you know get into. Uh, so, following on from that conversation that I had with this referee, uh, I booked on to the next available uh, referees course in Worcester. Um, and, yeah, the rest is, is sort of history, I guess. Yeah, I
0: know what you mean. It, it sounds like you're, you're almost a jack of all trades. Um, obviously, you were clearly a very talented footballer. In your day, you've obviously had great success with coaching. And I mean, as we're about to get on to your, your refereeing careers go really, really well in, in the short time that you've been involved in it. Um, following on from that, obviously, your refereeing career, I've known you I believe about two years now, and I believe many people have known you for a similar, if not a little bit longer, time frame. Um, I tend to find, and I'm sure many people agree, um, when Mikey Wright comes up in conversation, it's always positive. Um, you're really you know, you are, you're really liked. Um, you know, you're very well respected. Uh, I, I personally, I think you're an absolutely fantastic local and you're a lovely friend. Um, I speak with lots of clubs, um, other match officials, and know it, it's difficult to get that balance. But, you know, you've definitely got it. And on that, obviously, your refereeing career so far, starting it a few years ago now, and obviously being in your position now as a Level 4, as an FA core match official, what what's your career journey
1: been like in that sense? <clears throat> yeah, so, I mean, refereeing-wise, um, i, I probably still class myself as quite inexperienced to be honest um, i passed my course in november 2017 um, so you know it's been roughly three and a half years since i've effectively been qualified um, so yeah it, it, it's been quite quite a, a quick learning journey really so far so you know, did my uh, my first promotion year in my first full season was level seven to level six, which, uh, you know, was a great introduction, really, Um, as you know, and uh, kind of sets the foundations, really. Um, And then second full season, the, the initial aim was to go um, six to five, uh, but... I ended up being offered the opportunity to do the double jump, um, six to four, which again was, um, you know, it was hard work in the sense of trying to get games and, and observations in. And I was quite fortunate in a way that my, my final level four observation fell the week before the first COVID lockdown. So I was able to get all those observations in just before COVID hit us. Um, so yeah, it's it's been it's been. I don't want to use the term a roller coaster, but it's it's certainly been. Um, it's coming at you fast, has not it? Yeah, it, it's it, a, a lot, a, a lot, journey. a lot's happened. Yeah, a lot's happened in a short space of time, and I don't think I fully appreciate that um, as much as I probably should do at times. Um, and obviously, kind of in, in the middle of that, being being invited into the into the FA core program was, uh, you know, something I was absolutely thrilled to to have the opportunity to do. And uh, yeah, I, I think that's really developed me as a as a referee being involved in that programme as well. No, fantastic, and no, thank cool. uh,
0: We all got onto it. It's a fantastic programme, um, obviously, for, for officials across the nation, across the levels. Um, just quickly, obviously, on your double jump, the level six to four, how did you find that? Because obviously, as a level seven, it's the typical Sunday league, uh, running the line. I suppose for yourself, it would have been um, running the line at step seven and step eight fixtures. And then to do that jump to, obviously, in the middle of the MFL Premier Division, uh, running the line uh, in the Evo Stick leagues, how, how was that quick jump for you?
1: Yeah, so, effect, effectively, a, a promotion marking season, as you know, Harley's, norm, or was back then, March to the end of February. So, by the time September rolled round, I got all my observations in. For level five, I only needed three. So they were all done and dusted by September. Um, And then, like I say, me and and Ollie Williams had a conversation about, you know, whether it was feasible to then go from five to four in the remaining time. Um, You know, and I was was more than willing to, you know, have have a go at it. I I thought I was good enough, Um, you know, based on, you know, own reflections of, of my performances, but also the, the feedback that I was getting from observers and, and colleagues alike. So from that September, October sort of period, it was then a, a, a case of getting in another five observations in effectively the space of four months, um, but also trying to, trying to get the amount of games in as well, um, which wasn't a problem as such because, you know, I was referee most weekends, Saturdays, Sundays, the odd mid- midweek here and there. So games-wise wasn't really an issue. But, you know, going from five to four, the the expectation is that that bit much higher. Um, so, you know, it was a case of trying to, you know, establish myself as, you know, effectively a level five referee, but then trying to, you know, Enhance my skills and my referee, you know, to get to get to that next level. And like I said, like I mentioned um, just previously, you know, it was, uh, it was I was quite fortunate in the sense that my fifth and final observation for level four was was literally the, the week before Covid struck. So just about um, a year ago, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, it was. It was it was like March the 7th or something like that. So it was literally like a week or so before the country locked down. Um, so yeah, my, my my marks were good. Um, fitness was there. Laws of the game exam was was all ticked off. So um, yeah, it was a, it was quite a it was quite a busy year. But obviously, you know, I was delighted to get that confirmation in the end of you know, yeah. doing six to four. And um, it was fully deserved. I um,
0: obviously knowing you during that time, you know, I know how hard you worked. It was really deserved. You were in a position whereby I know I know it sounds cliche, but you're good enough. You know, it's one of them good enough. You get the promotion. <clears throat> and I, I I, thought you fully deserved it. And I'm sure many, many people would agree. But you worked hard at it and, and you achieved it. And I've just seen on the screen um, a few photos pop up, obviously, the Premier League badge, the game at St George's Park, which sort of brings me on to um, FA Core. You've been in FA Core, I believe. It's your second season now, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yes. so this is...
0: Yeah, so FA Core. Um, I myself, I find the development, um, I find it really beneficial, really helpful, really enjoyable. It's lovely to speak with referees, to speak with core coaches. Obviously, your experience has been a little bit longer than mine, and therefore it's been a little bit different. Obviously, you've been able to do um, the Premier League tournament, you are able to do the games at St George's Park. How have you found FA Core's impacted your career over the past two seasons? I
1: think it's been massive. Um, you know, you, just... just Firstly, from the knowledge and experience of the people that you're working with, um, as you know, Harley, you're working with ex and current football league officials, um, and their their kind of input has been invaluable. Most of the time, if not all the time, you know, um, having the facility of St George's Park to go to for training is just incredible um, you know' it's, uh, it's a great place to, to learn and develop um, and also having a you know a one-to-one performance coach um, to kind of go through things with you know we all have we all have good and bad games and and when it's not going so well you know that, that's when I, I found the kind of impact of core the most really to kind of discuss with my coach you know what what hasn't probably gone quite to plan um and you know what we can do together as a team to to put it right in the uh in the next game because you know again cliche but you, you know you're only as good as your last game but no in in terms of it in terms of your overall question there's there's no doubt in my mind that being part of the FA core program has been uh Uh, a massive, massive kind of uh, reason that I've been able to progress so far uh, the way I have.
0: No, fantastic. It is, like you say, it's not just about the the referee and on the pitch, it's the people. Um, I'm sure you'll agree, obviously, uh, the FA core coaches, um, the, the development officers, all the people there, Yes, obviously, we all benefit massively from the referees around us, but having those referees and those experiences and those people in core, it does allow you to sort of have that next little step. And obviously, you've benefited from that. And, and I know that many people have. Um, I mean, looking, obviously, you know, you're, you're currently a level four. You're currently in Fi core. Uh, obviously, by the looks of things this season's pretty much done and dusted. But what is next for, for Mr Mikey Wright? Uh, you know, what's the plan? What's the dream? What's the goal?
1: Um. I mean, ultimately, that my my main aim at the start of this season, when I sat down with my coach, was to you know we kind of split this season up into into three parts, really, and you know, albeit it hasn't gone to plan for for reasons out of our control, but um, I think very much from from August or whenever football starts up again, it'll be a case of you know establishing myself at this level because it is a step up, um, it's better quality football better quality players, um, better grounds as well. You know, so a lot of these players are getting paid decent money at this level. So, you know, they're, they're expecting a certain level of, of calibre as such. So I think very much the focus for me next season will be to firmly establish myself as a level four referee. Um, you know, obviously promotions, the the overall aim you know I, I do want to progress I still feel I'm I'm young enough um yeah. even though I'd say one of one of my regrets was possibly not picking up the whistle two three four years earlier but I'd like to say that I'd like to think that I'm still young enough um to make a you know a decent career out of officiating um but no ultimately you know I I personally want to go as, as far as I can in the game um you know, I kind of, I do trust my ability, and I don't. I don't mean that in an arrogant way, because as you know, I'm not, I'm not that type of person at all. Um, you know, I, I am. I am confident that I can uh, can make the next step. You've, um,
0: got, you've got the mix of confidence yet humbleness. If you understand what I mean,
1: I'd like to think so. I've, I've never come across as an arrogant or cocky type. I, I never was when I was playing, uh, when I was coaching, or you know, obviously now when I'm officiating. You know, if feet are well and truly on the ground. They always will be. And I think that helps, by, helps with having, you know, good people around you, a solid family base, um, you know, colleagues like yourself, Harley, to kind of bounce things off. Um, but, yeah, like I say, ultimately, you know, everyone's aim is going to be to get promoted and make that next step. And uh, if that happens next season, brilliant. If it doesn't, then it's... uh it's another year's worth of experience behind me, like because I'd still class myself as a relatively inexperienced referee. Um, so, yeah, we'll 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 see where we are. we'll see where we get we'll see where the, the road leads to. You
0: know, I mean hopefully, obviously, you know, speaking <laughs> as a friend and then speaking as a fellow match official, obviously, we 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 all, we all we all hope and wish the best for you. And you're right, you, you know, you want to progress, but at the same time you know going up every single season sometimes you you want the opportunity to learn and to sort of become established as such at, at the level at the yeah. and I think you know you're more than capable of that obviously what we'll do is we'll end our podcast uh, and we're going to end all of these with some quick five questions so I've got five questions for you um yeah. don't think about it too much just fly an answer at me and um and it'll be quite interesting <laughs> to see what you say so first question what is your favorite game that you've officiated so far
1: um, I'm going to be cheeky, and I'm going to pick two, if that's okay. Oh, um, so...
0: started off bad. <laughs> um,
1: first one would be Worcester Raiders versus Droitwich Spa, and second would be England Under Fifteens versus the Republic of Ireland Under Fifteens.
0: Yeah, difficult not to pick the England the England Under Fifteens game. Is it At St George's Park? It's it's an experience that will be there probably for the rest of
1: your career, won't it? Absolutely incredible experience. Um, you know, potentially there's there's the stars of the future there. Um, I only realised um after that game that I'd actually officiated Jude Bellingham's little brother. Yeah. Uh um, totally, yeah. Yeah, I didn't realise that at the time and uh, Jude was actually there watching him in that game. Um so that was quite interesting to see on social media afterwards. I know it's quick fire and I do apologize for waffling, but the oh, not, been- I ask I asked you a question because <laughs> you can carry on, carry on. <laughs> The reason I picked the first game, the Worcester Raiders Droidwich Spa one, was I um, was a level seven at the time. It was my first full season officiating, um, and at the time, uh, Worcester and which were first and second, like first and third. That's the biggest game you could probably get at, um, at that level at the time. Absolutely, and I, th- I think effectively you're looking at that, and it you know it's quite possibly a level five slash level four game. Yeah, um, you know the, there's a massive kind of. Build up to that game in the week in the week prior to to kick off. Um, you know it was all in the media about it. So it was a kind of crunch game, um, and I, I think there was about three hundred fans there on the day down at Claines, and Worcester News were there reporting on it as well. So um, at the time, that was a, a very very big game um, when I'd only effectively been officiating just over twelve months. So that was the reason I picked that one as well.
0: No, fantastic. Um, I'll try my the, the next few quicker. Um, <laughs> if, um, if if I was to appoint you to your next game and I could appoint you to any game in the world, what would be your dream appointment?
1: Oh, um, any game in the world.
0: Any game in the world. I'm going to put you on it. Which one do you want it to the? World Cup final. World Cup final. No, it's, it's, it's a good answer. It's a very good answer. <laughs> um, it's a goal, isn't it, for everyone? World Cup final, 100%. Um, next question a bit of a weird one and I completely understand if you don't want to answer but what's been your worst slash your sort of your toughest moment as a referee
1: um crikey good question um I'd say it was probably probably one of my level four observations actually um it was a really tough game. It was an MFL Division Two game, um, local derby, and I think it was my actually it was that it was that final observation before the COVID lockdown. Um, so there was a, there was a lot riding on it for me personally, um, and I, it was a difficult game. I had five, six, possibly seven cautions, um, a lot of chat from the players not positive chat let's put it that way towards me um and it was the first time in quite a long time i came off the pitch feeling very deflated and thought you know i kind of messed messed my chances up effectively um <clears throat> you know however you know it, it kind of turned out all right in the end but yeah it you know, worked out okay didn't it yeah it, it did it did and the mark was sound but yeah I'd just that feeling of coming off feeling really deflated disappointed kept thinking through that night what could i have done better um so yeah i'll probably pick that one
0: no it's it's, it's good though but in one sense that although obviously that was sort of your toughest moment, your toughest game it still ended up being a positive one way because that observation obviously helped you get your, your promotion so it, it, it's sort of a two-sided thing but then Following on from that, and probably a bit of an easy one, what is your best moment as as a referee? And I know I know from looking at the photos on the screen, I know you've had many, but what is your best moment, <laughs> or, or the best feeling you've had as a referee?
1: Um, it 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 will have been receiving confirmation of the of the double jump. Um, I remember I was on the I was on the on our back garden at the time and had the email come through, and you know. It just a kind of, you know, that sense of satisfaction that all all the hard work that I've put in over those, well, not only those 12 months, but the, the year prior to that doing 76 as well had kind of come to fruition, really. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd, I'd say... Uh, Today, that would would be uh, would be my proudest moment.
0: No, and it obviously came during a um during a period of lockdown. So it was some amazing news in the midst of quite a quite a terrible time. Yeah, now. yeah.
1: I, su- I suppose it was very bittersweet. Um, because obviously you know I'd I'd, ach- I'd achieved that personally, but you know we, we were in the in the midst of. You know, a very serious virus, uh, which I was seeing firsthand. As my wife's a nurse, and she, she'd not long contracted coronavirus before I received that news, and she was quite, quite seriously ill at the time. Um So yeah, it was very bittersweet. But you know, from a referee point of view, it was, uh, it, it was, it was very, very nice to receive that.
0: That's uh, fantastic. And uh, then the final question, uh, and again, it's a uh, um kind of a difficult, difficult one to answer, but if I or if anyone watching or anyone at home was thinking of doing a referee course or be becoming a, a referee, what one piece of advice or what would be the best piece of advice that you would give me or,
1: or you'd give that person? Well, first of all, I'd say definitely, definitely do the course. Um, it made me fall back in love with football again, 100%. Um, my advice would be just enjoy every moment. Um, you know, take the highs with the lows, work with people around you and just try and soak up as much information as you possibly can. Um, you know, I'm I'm a sponge in that sense. Some people are uh, very much of the view that you should only take taking certain amount of information from different people or sources or whatever, but personally for me, that the more feedback that I receive or information that I can get from people, the better. So definitely do the course and enjoy it. Go out there with a smile on your face because players will pick up on, if you're not enjoying the game or if something's not going quite right, um, put a smile on your face and just enjoy every moment because we are, we are a part of, in my opinion, the, uh
0: best game in the world oh brilliant. that's a brilliant answer and uh, you know it's really interesting to hear uh, from from to hear from a friend but to hear from a match official who's in a position where a lot of seven six and fives are aspiring to be but at the same time you're still on your journey it's not like you, you've stopped you're still progressing and it's really interesting to hear that from you uh thank you so so much for coming on to the first episode of the officials podcast um, I was really, really, really delighted to speak with you and I was really honoured when you said that you'd come on. Uh, Wishing you all the best for, probably for next season now and obviously all the best of your career moving forward. But thank you very much, Mikey. And yeah, thank you very much for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Thank Thank you, you, Harley.